All right, welcome into episode six of the Roarcast here from Studio Virtual. Uh, I'm Kyle Matrician and joined as always by my co-hosts Megan Rojas and Mike Kowalski. Guys, we've got uh, the row episode today, which I'm going to make that joke and keep it. We got two <laughs> rowers. So I know Roe's all about this episode. We got two rowers. People yeah. might not know that I go by Roe, Kyle. We call you Roe all the time on this, do don't you? We? I think we do. I think yeah. so. Yeah. They do now. People know that's your nickname. Yeah. Anybody I've listens anyway. Got a couple nicknames. So, yes, Roe is one of them. And I'm really excited to learn about rowers today. Yeah. So, it'll be yeah. like, I feel like uh informational episode for some. Kind of like when we had the fencing episode and we learned a lot about fencing. Yeah. I feel like some of our normal listeners and even maybe some of us might learn a lot about rowing. But uh, we got two lightweight rowers. Joining us today, we've got Constantino Corey, who also goes by Tino. He's uh, going to join us from out in California, Long Beach. And we've got Torrance Smith, who's going to join us from Greenwich, Connecticut. I believe both of them are seniors. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, both of them seniors. Uh, both yep. of them were part of the national championship squad a couple of years ago. Um, so... Looking forward to talking to them, catching up, and see what everybody's been up to. That's right, Mike. You used to cover the uh, the lightweight rowing team when they won when they won the title. I did yeah, I was on the beat for the two national championships, so um, I'm sure they've got good stories from from a couple of years ago when they were able to to take their second in three years. I, neither was on um, the 15-16 championship team. That was the year before they got here, but still part of a a, a great great performance from them a few years ago. Uh, as they've kind of built a mini dynasty here, trying to follow in the footsteps of like a men's tennis, baseball, fencing, you know, realm. They're probably... I tell you, the, uh, the spring sports of Columbia, and we've brought this up in the past, I mean, have been like on the up and up the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. They're, uh, you know, especially with, like we talked to Amber last week from softball, and they were in contention last year. And I think, you know, that's, that's kind of the sad part. You, you would like to see what ha happened with these spring sports uh, before everything kind of, you know, the world got stood still. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I'm sure it'll be an interesting conversation with Constantino in Tor and Torrance. But before we get there, Mike, you were telling us a really great fun story. Yeah. Before we logged on. So I'm going to have you tell that story to our listening audience. So I was a little late getting on the call today because I had a a package arrive. Uh, I've been waiting about two weeks for it to come and it was a pair of uh, rollerblades. And uh, so during yes. the quarantine, uh, my son, my oldest son, Max, has been getting into skating and playing hockey and he's gotten actually very good at skating. He's like, even from the start of quarantine to now, like it's night and day. Uh, he actually strides with both feet now. It doesn't look like he's limping when he's skating. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, both my kids have a pair. My wife bought a pair, and she's more experienced than I am. I started skating when I was in college just, like, for open rec and haven't skated since I graduated from college, which I'm embarrassed to say has been about over 15 years <laughs> since that happened. So, I don't know if I've ever rollerbladed in line so, skating, anything like that. I yeah. ice skated. Uh, you know, there was a nice little pond at the end of our dead end street growing up in our little residential neighborhood. And we used to ice skate there and then bring like the, the metal barrels and have like fires out there and cook marshmallows and hot dogs and all that stuff. But I've never rollerbladed or done any inline skating. Oh, I was all, all about it. I yeah. thought I was in roll bounds. <laughs> I was going to say brink. Oh, Brink. good reference. Good were, you, reference. Uh, were you a team X Blades or team Poppin' Suds, Ro? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched it recently? Gosh. I have. I have. It's on Disney Plus. It's so on Disney got... Plus. I watched it. I think it was one of the first movies uh, I watched when we got Disney Plus like a month ago. Uh, maybe it was more. It was probably longer than that now. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brink, I went back to the Disney Channel original movies. I think it was one. That's and, amazing. And Disney Channel all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I remembered that. Kyle, thanks for saving that story because I was going downhill fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. But anyway, uh, you know, probably not the wisest investment when you're trying to avoid emergency rooms, but, you know. Yeah, but like fitness. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. 
It, it really helps uh, learn balance, I guess. As a yeah, I mean, I took him. I did take him for a quick spin, and it wasn't very good. It wasn't pretty. They don't have like any kind of like training wheels for rollerblades. No, blades, n- right? I didn't. No, basically. So I, I mean, got it's the, basically like the four. That's like yeah. yeah. I got the ones that look like ice skates because I love hockey, and that's what I was going for. So they look more like ice skates with just with like an in straight inline. Uh, so it kind of definitely simulates more of ice skating than than your typical rollerblade so also tough to find rollerblades in size 13 so that was about mm. a couple of days search mm. on amazon and the web and stuff like that so i might invest i'm yeah I'm i recommend it it'll be good i would want something i get to kyle we don't need that for you you just no. gotta work on your speed and we'll get you there i'll send you a updated uh, video you know i've actually i've also tried to work on my form a little bit you know i realized yeah. after i sent you guys the video of me running that i <laughs> I'm never going to post on social media. <laughs> I was like, wow, I look awful. I like that you ask, you're like, you ask your wife, you look back, you're like, are you recording? She's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> like, get yes, it? I'm recording. You yes. run past the speedometer for cars. <laughs> yes, Kyle, go. Inside look. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I think I've worked on my form a little. I've like started to like stand up straighter. I realized I was hunching over pretty far. I think I was just trying. I was just trying to go fast. I was just trying to go fast. You gotta stay lower to the ground. Trying to get through that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've hit the point. And when we come back, we're gonna have Constantino Corey and Torrance Smith with us together. We're gonna have two on at the same time. Change the format a little bit when we come back from break. We all know what comes with being a fan: the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J A G O N E P T.com for more information. All right, we are back. I'm joined by Constantino Corey and Torrin Smith from Lightweight Rowing. Guys, I uh, hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us today. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. So, uh, you guys were both part of the national championship team a couple years ago. Uh, talk about some of your memories uh, rowing at Columbia and just to get things started and, and kind of introduce yourselves and, and, and uh, talk about your experience. I think, uh, I think Torrin should start this party off since he was the, uh, is the national champion. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Every, it, it is true. <laughs> it takes everyone to do it. But um, so yeah, I'm a graduating senior, Torrance. Uh, I was in the varsity eight that won the Ivy League championship as well as the national championship in 2018. And I started rowing in high school. So this would have been my eighth year. And uh, yeah, Tino can go from here. You didn't say your favorite memory though. I need to think about that one. I need to think about that one. Well, it's got to be winning the national championship, is it not? I don't know. I mean, like, because, like, there's so much more, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that goes yeah, into it. Like, I, I, I really think that – I think that there's a lot of – or not enough credit put to, like, the mundane activities in the yeah. day. Like, when I look back on my years, I, I really think about all of the bus rides, um, all of the dinners at Jay, and really those are the two things that stick out. Yeah, I agree. It's I'm like, serious, you know, like it's, you put in like 20 hour weeks and, and they're those moments that you really remember. Mm-hmm. Constantino, explain to the non-rowing listeners why you call Torrance the national champion and not, you didn't include yourself in that, even though the rowing team won the national championship. Well, in my eyes, the national champions are the people who are in the top eight, Torrance being one of them. And I wasn't a part of the top eight that year. So I was in the, the second boat. 
Okay. Yeah, because I know some of our listeners might not understand. We were talking about that a little bit off air. Like it takes, you know, if you're not like a rowing person, it takes a little while to understand. But yeah, that, like that most wasn't regattas, too shabby though, because I mean, you guys were undefeated that entire year and had, you know, we're pushing guys on that that first varsity to yeah. kind of hold their spots too. So I mean, and so, that's and that's Nick, that's Coach Parker's philosophy is it's like a, a bottom up push onto the varsity. You know, like if you just took the the top eight guys and put them in a vacuum uh my coach would argue that that doesn't quite do it you need the pressure from the bottom um to actually make the top guys perform i mean it's the same thing i don't know like maybe not exactly the same in every other sport megan rojas but you know in women's basketball if we were to win an ivy league championship it's not like somebody who played in one game and didn't play in the Ivy league championship game, wouldn't consider themselves to be an Ivy league champion. Yeah. It's just as important as everybody else on the team. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Everyone plays a key role. So why don't you guys uh, quickly keep, get us up to date, what you've been up to with classes and, and what, how you keeping yourselves occupied during this quarantine. Torrance and I have been texting like every day. And like our texts usually are like pictures of us, like pictures of our cats sent to each other. And um, like short of that, I found that just not having, like this is gonna sound cliche and whatnot, but not having my schedule so full makes it so difficult to actually make a, like a schedule to follow. And I've just been procrastinating so much, but uh, I've been making sure to spend time with my parents and stay in touch with like the people that matter yeah i totally agree that like now that there's no like structure in the day like we don't have practice and stuff to like kind of build our schedules around i find myself just like getting on netflix and just going for hours and yeah it's, it's not it's detrimental yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 we actually share some of our shows together and we watch <laughs> them side by side while he's on the east coast and i'm on the west coast Oh, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's we live together as well, and when we lived together, we would watch TV shows in the evening and eat dinner together. We'd watch K dramas. Yeah. Well, I gotta <laughs> ask you what you're watching now. I mean, Torin said it's just hours binging. What are you watching? What's it called? Torrance. It's Crash Landing on You. Is that it? So good. So good. <laughs> it's like the, it's. Oh, have you guys heard of it? No. No, no I have not. Highly recommend it. I'm I just want to say, spoil it. It, it's just nice not to have to talk about Tiger King for a second. I'm glad. Like, oh, yeah. You brought it up. You brought it up. Now it's, it's, now it's there. Oh, now it's there. <laughs> Crash landing on you. Are you enjoying it, Torrance? Oh, it's amazing. Isn't it so good? It's so exciting. I like. I get to tell us what it's about. Do you guys watch it together on the Google like um, Netflix party thing? Sometimes, but not okay. always. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes, but not always. <laughs> Actually, something, or not something, but like a way I've been filling my time is I'm super, super into calisthenics and body weight lifting. And being a lightweight, I've had to keep my weight down over the years. And now I no longer have that, that um, like I no longer have to do that. So now I'm just trying to actually put on muscle. And now I'm like pursuing a new um athletic um just channel in my life interesting how, how nice has it been not having those weigh-ins and everything uh torrance i know you're you have some some rowing after graduation on, uh, on the horizon right hopefully but, but we'll see we'll see i just got a boat recently so okay yeah i get to i'll keep rowing that and stuff but hopefully yeah, i'll be able to continue rowing for those that don't you know i'll give you a quick rundown in lightweight rowing because i know you guys have probably explained this like a hundred times to a million different people at least so I'll, yeah. I'll take i'll take it off your plate because i actually know how this works I'm gonna... thank you <laughs> so in lightweight rowing your average weight has to be under 150 pounds and nobody can be above 160 pounds mm -hmm. is that the correct so everybody's got to weigh in before the races and everything and it's almost like wrestling in some hands it can get a little bit stressful from what I've gathered from you guys so uh was is that like kind of I know that's part of the grind and kind of what you know makes it a little bit extra special but is it you know just a weight off your shoulders not having to do that I'll be honest here my diet is atrocious <laughs> so the the weigh-ins were what was keeping me from just getting 
huge. <laughs> so like, yeah, so I was dieting pretty hard to like make it so like I was sitting comfortably under 160 pounds going into the season. And I hadn't eaten ice cream at all and I had a huge craving for it. So like once our season got canceled, me and another kid on our team, Kevin Borup, went to Ben and Jerry's and got the Vermonster. Oh, love that for you guys. Oh, it was it was so good, but yeah, now I'm just afraid that I'm going to get too big. Though Torrance, I, I would like to interject and say Torrance does like the lean body. And although he bought the Vermonster, I watched him have like three bites of it and then throw it away. <laughs> he's picking, picking so, off the marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, so he that's why he's still so thin. That's not true. Um, for me, uh, I actually – I never really stressed out too much about the weigh-ins because, like, Torrance is a big guy. Torrance is a 160 weigh-in, um, w- meaning that he's he has a harder time getting down to weight than I do. And I've always – I diet year-round, whereas a lot of guys tend to just diet around the, um, around the racing season. And so it was never too bad for me. So I always look – I mean, we were talking about memories earlier – I always look back so fondly on the the weigh-ins and just, I mean, it's not a good time. And then you just remember being with the boys and I mean, it's it, like I said, it's not that fun getting down to weight, but you're doing it with your best friends. Well, guys, I've learned something about myself through all of this. These two are much taller than I am. And I learned that I am a heavyweight rower. <laughs> <laughs> How long before weigh-in do you know, when do you start um, having a weigh-in for the season? Like when do you start preparing to weigh-in? Yeah, like when are these weigh-ins? In, in, uh... Uh, so the weigh-in takes place the night before the race. So like during like a regular season event. Race it's every will... Friday at 5 p.m. Yeah, Friday 5 p.m. And uh... so it's, yeah, you'll start getting your body to like a comfortable weight couple months before the season yeah and then once you're in the season it's normally pretty it's not that difficult to like get to weight but it's just like it's hard to keep yourself on the diet for Mm -hmm. right and like there's really i you break it into into two phases of losing weight so you have one cutting weight which is shedding your body fat for months before and then two uh losing some weight before the the weigh-in so that's like a couple day process um we make all we always make sure to do it really healthily but the cutting weight we the way we approach that is we never lose more than one percent of our body fat um or one percent of our body weight in fat per week that's a really safe assumption so if i'm 160 pounds you can i can lose 1.6 pounds safely so that's like six five thousand or six thousand calories just that i have to push out of my diet but it's up to one percent not always one percent and you kind of get down to your target weight so if i wanted to be 155 pounds but i was 160 pounds then i'd have five pounds to lose in ideally you would do it over a long time because then you could start to hurt your body or you could start to lose energy and be temperamental if you do it over a short amount of time so it's up to the individual when they want to do it. And usually responsible people do it earlier. And we always make sure to do it safely so that like a long time is the safest approach to do it, yeah. to start to diet and lose some body fat. Wow. Yeah. I, I, will say, I will say like it takes a lot of like self-discipline and Constantino has the most self-discipline Thank i you. have ever seen in a human being Thank you. <laughs> it is incredible how much he puts into like torrent i would literally eat. just wake up and my goal is to be like you so you are my muse <laughs> <laughs> so wow it's you i would love to be a fly on the wall of your where you guys live you just stand in front of each other and like hype each other up like <laughs> I'd be up, yeah brush our teeth together that was a nightly routine because both torrents and i go to bed like I am not kidding you. Like we're in bed at the latest at like 8.45. And uh, we would just have the nightly schedule all the time. We would get to the, get to the dorm around seven with mm-hmm. food in hand, watch our K-drama and then go to bed. I love that. 
Are you guys oh, yeah. schedule people in general? Like, do you like follow a schedule? Definitely. Yeah. I would say that that probably uh, goes side and side, hand in hand with like what you just described in terms of losing weight. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Is I there think... anything? Do you have cheat days? Eh. No. Not. I mean. No. I, yeah. Not really. Not that much. I mean, after like after the race, I would normally like kind of binge a little bit, but then you feel really bad. Yeah. yeah kind of. I I am of the belief that that you should never diet, but you should like make guidelines in your life to make it more of a lifestyle. Like when I, the way I diet is I do intermittent fasting, but I do it like kind of an extreme version. So when I started, I was just eating between twelve and eight, and it was working really well for me, and I was still getting the diet like implications but i i made it a part of my life and like the more i wanted to lose weight and whatnot uh i brought my my uh my eating window down to like 6 p.m to 8 p.m so i actually only eat one meal a day and i've done that for like 20 months now and it's worked phenomenally so uh yeah i think it's way better to make a diet a part of your your life so you're never actually wanting to cheat wow so what never is do your... it can never do it <laughs> i was about to say Kyle, anyone can do it motivating <laughs> you, Kyle? no it's actually uh opposite of motivating it's like disheartening <laughs> <laughs> what does your dinners look like because i know columbia has like the best dining hall situation yeah. is there well, anything that you love getting from John, so John Jay? I would, I would, yeah, I would only ever go to John Jay. And I actually, me and one of my, my really good friends at school, he's on the rowing team as well. His name is Alex Overmere. He and I did uh, one meal a day. We call it OMAD for a year together. And he stopped um, decently recently. We probably did it for more than a year together. Uh, but we would both go to John Jay and to start our dinner, we would both have like five hard boiled eggs. Um, and then we'd move on to like a very fibrous part of our meal, which is beans and rice, because they always have some sort of grain and some sort of legume. And um, after that, I'm usually pretty full. So I could, after that, I could eat whatever I want because there's a lot of little ways to satiate yourself. But I don't want to steal the show with, with my eating habits. <laughs> I feel like this is a really intrigued. informational show yeah. for a lot of people. I, I mean, I, this is like the 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 fewest that I've the fewest words that I've spoken in a podcast so far. <laughs> we could turn this into like a Wellness Wednesday. Health and fitness. Yeah, well, <laughs> fitness, fitness, and health are one of my huge, huge passions, and I actually spend a lot of time outside of school in athletics researching that stuff. What's your major? I'm architecture. Oh, cool. He's yeah. body sculpting. Oh, there you exactly. go, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, changing topics. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, because I think, you know, obviously this time is really, like, different for everybody. You guys are going, like, everybody's going through a change right now. But, you know, as, as uh, unfortunate as the time is that we live in, I feel like some people are starting to find some positives out of it. So, like, what is something, like, positive that has, like, come out of this for, for the two of you? And I guess I'm going to start with you, Torrance. Like, just something, like, in this lifestyle change that you feel like has been a positive that has come out of this. I think uh, just the whole, like, uncertainty of the whole situation and how, like, crazy society, like, yeah, society's kind of gotten. I think I've, it's taught me to kind of relax a bit. Like, I'm a very anxious person. And I think this has kind of taught me to just like go with the flow a little bit more. Like, cause I don't like, I don't know when like I'm going to be able to go back to like my normal day-to-day life or stuff like that. So I've just kind of been like doing whatever like comes and like managing it as things come up, come up. So I think it's, it's taught me to just relax a little bit and just let things be and just kind of go along for the ride a little bit more than just try and regiment everything. You know, um, definitely not take things for granted. Like anything that you have before, you don't take it for granted because it can change with the flip of a switch. 
you guys uh like living at home now so much i mean i don't know like what your like home situations are like in terms of how many family members you have but have you like found yourself like spending more times with your more time than your with your family now probably than you can like ever remember oh yeah definitely yeah and it's it's really been nice you know i mean i'm very fortunate to have a a solid relationship with my parents and my brothers and just getting to spend more time with them because i mean california is where i live and going to new york was so difficult especially just the distance between me and my parents and the time difference but just being back with them has i mean it has been truly a blessing yeah so uh, like i went to boarding school for high school and so like when i first got home like being home for like classes and stuff really scared me but i think being home with with my family and stuff I, I didn't expect it to be as meaningful to me as it was being away for, from it for so long so i think yeah i agree i'm very thankful that i have a good relationship with my parents and my brother and my brothers and i'm happy i would always go to torrance's house for thanksgiving and the way that he and his dad get along is just amazing. They always cook together. They hang out together. It's awesome. What are we cooking, Torrance? I mean, he said cook together, so I feel like you're a little bit of a cook. We've made some exciting stuff. I'm trying to edge in, start doing more things. So I made, I think one of the first days I was home, I made a gumbo. Oh, wow. <laughs> I made uh, the typical cuisine of uh, Connecticut, but continue. <laughs> I think I made a lasagna a little while ago. I don't know. I'm trying to do a catfish fry in my house. I like the Southern culture a little. I see this. You know, yeah. So the issue is it's hard to find catfish now, especially in in Connecticut. So I think I'm shooting to try and get catfish and fry them up. I was going to say, do you normally get your own catfish, like go fishing and cook those or do you buy them? We have this little like, he goes fishing. Who are we kidding? There's this little stream. <laughs> I mean, no, but there's this little stream that runs by my house, and I've started calling it the Crick. And, and that's what I, it's called, I thought. Isn't it a Crick? I, yeah. And I'm convinced. <laughs> and I'm telling my parents, I'm going to go down and start noodling for catfish in the Crick. <laughs> and so we start talking about how one day they're going to look out the window, and I'm going to be in the water. It's like screaming and yelling, <laughs> like, like a of water, <laughs> like a Greenwich version of Swamp People. <laughs> Is there anything else you guys are doing out of the ordinary from your normal college day to day, other than working out in school that you've picked up? Anything fun? Mike, Mike is rollerblading. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we discussed jumping. that on yeah. our open. When you guys go back oh, and listen nice. to the episode, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna hear Mike talk about some rollerblading. It was good. Um, I have just been walking. You know, like I, it's having time is just such a novel thing now, and I can just enjoy myself and go for walks. Definitely like not as good as Constantino here, but I've started playing video games a lot more. <laughs> Nothing. It's fun. What, what are we playing? What are we playing? Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, okay. I was going to say Call Seems of Duty. Popular, yeah. 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 It's pretty popular. Um, I feel like it's just like generations. I feel like like 20 years are going to go by and people are going to be like, oh, I'm playing Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, it, like, I've, I've, been, I've been playing with some of my high school friends. So it's helped me kind of reconnect with them. And yeah, I talked to this guy who I went to high, who was my roommate in high school like daily now because we play the video game together. So it's helped me come closer with him. Um, so I, do you, how, I mean, I know you guys are in touch with each other a lot cause you guys said you're roommates and stuff, but uh, like you guys have a fairly big team. So do you guys do like big team calls, like zoom calls with each other or anything like that to stay in touch with your other teammates or, you know, how does that work? We've had, we've had a few zoom calls. Yeah. Um, but really I think that, that, we do such a good job at staying with each other on an individual basis. Um, I know a lot of the, the younger guys looked up to Torrance and a lot. I also have a good relationship with a lot of the younger guys on my team and we're always reaching out to each other. Constantino is being modest there. He, no, 
has the best relationship. No. Literally everyone looks up Torrance, to Torrance, I've told you, I just emulate your life. <laughs> <That> is not- <laughs> oh, I got here. Everyone looks up to Constantino. It is very impressive how well he deals with other people. I don't know how he does it, but no. every so everyone trusts him with their lives on our team. And no. yeah, he's it's very impressive. I feel like I've been Lawrence, the movie Step kind. Brothers when they're getting along with each other <laughs> <laughs> right now. The hype men. Torres is just too kind to me. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great-tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. Make a brilliant move to Vandewater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heists. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. Clean Eats Meal Prep are proud sponsors of the Columbia Lions. Clean Eats has a wide variety of meals, from the basics, low-carb, gluten-free, and even kids' options. The process is simple. Place your orders for the week, and Clean Eats delivers right to your doorstep. Nutrition, convenience, and results equal the Clean Eats experience. Visit www.cleaneatsmealprep.com to try us today. All right. Mike, what were you going to go no, for was, there? No, I was just kind of kind of slide into like, you know, I know you guys weren't able to have a, a spring season, but how did you guys feel the team was moving forward, coming together? And what do you see, you know, with what's coming back next year? What do you see for the future of the program? All right. This is genuine here with, with Tina, with Constantino. Throughout the year, he had done so much to like reinvent the team culture and make it so like everyone had a genuine voice in the team and like everyone felt like they could contribute individually to make the team a better place. So I think the team was going very well. And especially because like, I mean, a majority, like a lot of the seniors helped, like did it, came together in order to like change this, change the team culture. But Constantino definitely was the one that spearheaded it and like, brought it brought it up on the team thank you Torrance that's that's too kind of you but you know like I said you just you 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 are my muse so <laughs> I I couldn't have done it without you we all um, need friends like Constantino and Torrance I think that's right. really, we're thank learning you. from this podcast. <laughs> yeah um, all need a we, friend like they have we around um December or it was during our winter training camp we went Mm -hmm. to Chula Vista and um, we the senior class and the coaches had a very long meeting that went deep into the night and we discussed how to get the best performance out of each individual and to make sure everyone's having a really amazing time on the team and we with those um, like with what we talked about we really ensured that the team culture that we had moving forward was incredible. And it's true. You can ask anyone on our team and they'll say that around then we just flipped a switch and started really honing in on the championship season. But that that's, I mean, for me, I'm most sad that I don't get to see everyone else race because the senior class had put so much effort into everyone else on the team. It wasn't really just for us. And I, I'm genuinely more upset that I can't see all the younger guys race than I am that I can't race. And that has been, that's been horrible on me. Are there any like leadership or uh, athletic role models that you guys looked up to? Because obviously you're two of the leaders on the team. Is there any like book that you read that you were like, oh, we should do this this year for our team? Or did you come up with it sort of on your own? It was really organic and on our own, truly. Mm. I think just like, yeah, coming through the team and like uh, the entire, everyone in the senior class had such different experiences on the team. 
through like in which boat they raced and like how they got to like where they were as seniors that I think coming all together, we were able to bring all of our experiences together in order to ensure that everyone had a favorable experience. Everyone had a great time on the team and was able to you do the best of what they could. And like, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I want to bring up uh, something that happened before we started recording. Tino, you came on wearing a Princeton shirt, which some of us- Princeton rowing. Princeton rowing, yes. Some of us were a little confused, but then you explained, and I want—I uh, feel like this is like such a, like a, a rowing thing that I, the rest of our audience needs to hear this. So, why were you wearing the Princeton rowing shirt? Um, so it's pretty hot here in California right now. Today, the high is 91, and it's one of my few short sleeve shirts that I have uh, now because I just—I've just amassed so many long sleeves over the year over the years at Columbia. Um, so the Princeton shirt you end up getting, or not just Princeton, but you end up getting in a competitor's t-shirt when you compete against them. And if you win, this is a, a tradition in rowing. When you win, you get what they call a betting shirt. So that's what's bet at the start of every race is you, you bet a shirt. And if you win, you get your opponent's shirt. And if you lose, you give your shirt to your opponent. And I've definitely lost a few Columbia shirts, but I've gotten quite a few opponent shirts over, over the years. And yeah, when I showed up to this, I, I couldn't wear my Princeton rowing shirt. So I had to change into this Columbia lightweight rowing shirt. I had no idea that that was a thing. That's awesome. Know. Yeah, it's so awesome. Guess, I mean, now you see it in soccer and you see it in basketball games and even football. Do you do the picture? What, what do you mean the picture? You no, know, like in, in like football, they like sit next to each other and like, oh, I guess that's like not a, a loser thing. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, I won. Give me that t shirt. No. It's like a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a little there's different. like a jersey swap. This is like, if you, right. do, yeah, it's a little different, but it's still like, it still kind of translates. So, because yeah. like, I feel yeah. like it's like yeah, respect. It's like a thing. Of, it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you guys have like shirts definitely. ready when you go, when you go to these regattas. Yeah. You have like your, yeah. your shirt ready in case you, in case you don't. Yeah. Win. I mean, every, every time we would wake up, uh, for a rate for an away race, we would wake up at like 5 a.m. and uh, our teammates would be posting in our group chat saying like, "Don't forget your betting shirt. Don't forget your betting shirt." I remember my freshman year, I forgot mine before our first race, and we did not win the race. And it was very embarrassing going up to the guy and being like, "Hey, I don't have the shirt. I'll give it to you at like the Ivy League championship." It's yeah, it's definitely very frowned wow. upon. Life lessons wow. right there. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, have you ever forgotten your shirt, or have you ever beaten somebody who's forgotten their shirt? Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely like when, like, yeah, when you win, you're so excited that you won that like you don't care if the other person doesn't have the shirt. It definitely feels worse being the person having to yeah give the shirt and not having it. Mm -hmm. You think it's a much bigger deal than in reality it is. But I will say it's nice. The shirt exchange is nice because it brings the other person to and you to like face yeah. to face, so you can definitely like talk to someone and you get to meet other people within the league in a way yeah. that like I don't think I had seen in any other sport like while like I played squash in high school like you'd shake the person's hand before and after but like in the shirt exchange yeah. you have to have a genuine conversation with the other person which yeah right so it, that's how it works is if I'm stroking a boat and I win that means that let's use Princeton for example the Princeton strokes it would have to come to me talk to me and we would just make conversation at the end hopefully at the end and not at the beginning, they'll say, okay, well, here's your shirt. Um, you know, good job. And they'll give it to you. Wow. That's interesting. I would have thought the shirt happened first and then you carried on with the conversation. It ha I mean, it, you know, I always tried to give it away last to, to, you know, actually put an effort into the conversation and yeah. make it seem like I'm talking to them aside from just the shirt. Mm -hmm. But it seems yeah. like something, it seems like something that's like, you know, it's it's nice to learn that it's like something that's like genuine and nice. So like, it's actually meant to like bring people together, not just go up to somebody and be like, "Give me your shirt." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Super quick, can you guys take us through what a race day looks like? What time you're getting up? Torrance, you're doing this one. 
right. So if it's, yeah, home or away race, we'll do a home race. So if it's a home race, let's say we're racing at like 10 a.m., I'd probably wake up at like 5 a.m. to eat because my stomach's not, not very good. So I like to eat as like early as possible so that I can digest the food. We'd probably go to Overpeck at like 6.37 and then you just sit on the bus until you race. Like maybe like run to the bathroom or go to the parents' tent. So, and then race. And then once you're done racing, well, yeah, you go out on the water, warm up, race and then once you're done uh a big thing in rowing too is the parents a lot of parents come out to overpack and or whatever the race our race course yeah and set up like a tent with like a bunch of food and like drinks and stuff at the tent shout out to all of the parents they are amazing they're so nice and it's a very like yeah you finish the race and you sit around with like your parents and like your friends parents and you just like have lunch they have like cookies brownies and stuff too and you sit there and like talk to everyone that's part of like the Columbia lightweight rowing community team and stuff. And, and it's awesome seeing the alumni come out too. We have a huge support base from the alumni and it's always like easily the highlight of my week whenever they come out and we get to talk to them. Last question uh, before we let you go, I wanted to ask uh, if you could like, you know, cause right now, you know, some people are dealing with, uh, you know, our current life situation better than others. Uh, so if you could like, and some people just like, you know, you haven't seen your teammates in a while. You haven't seen, you haven't seen anyone, you know, all your college friends. So like, what, what's like your like message to people to like help them, like people who are struggling maybe, or people, you know, who are like starting to get bored of what to do, like help them get through these moments. Tino, you want to go first? No, I'm thinking too. All right. Um, so one of Constantino's friends, so Constantino and him have an Instagram page together and it's called Feast and Philosophy in case everyone's this, Yes, this is the guy who I shared the diet with yeah. who we would go to John Jay together every night and just feast. Um, when the season was canceled, he had this post that I think struck me pretty well. Uh, yeah, it struck me and I thought it was pretty nice and I'll just kind of reiterate it. It's like the essence of it was just find a schedule. Find something that you can like find like a routine that you can do every day and try to stick to it because it's that semblance of like structure that'll give you like stability, I think, in your day. So like just doing having one thing or a couple things that you do at a specific time every day, whether it be like maybe take 10 minutes for yourself or like five minutes for yourself at like noon or just having breakfast at like 9 a.m. every day, like that structure will give you stability throughout the rest of the day and give you something that like you know will be like yours and you can own throughout the day. I feel like that's pretty good. I mean, you can be, that can be yours too, Tina. I mean, it's kind of your thing. So. Yeah. It was, it wasn't me who made it. It was, it was Alex Overmere who made that and it was our most liked picture, but it was, <laughs> it was because of the caption. Nice. What is this Instagram? It's like uh, what you ate at dinner every night. So, it's called Feast and Philosophy, Feast underscore and underscore philosophy for those of you who want to follow us. And it's just uh, my friend Alex and I kind of took these identities on where he was Feast and I was Philosophy before the Instagram because he would always just talk about food and fitness and I would always have these life philosophical moments and I would just talk about things. And we came together and just said, you know, screw it. Let's just make an Instagram and just start posting our thoughts and pictures of our food. So we did, and we've had it for like over a year now. And we were just, we keep maintaining it. And that's my only form of social media besides a LinkedIn. So it's really fun to have. You don't have any other social media other than this page? Nope. Wow. Okay. Zero. I don't believe in social media. Oh, this is this will be on social media. So yeah, you're gonna have know, to retweet it on <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> I know. All right, can I ask you guys a question now? Oh. Yeah. All right. So this is a big Inquiring debate on our minds. team, specifically one that Constantino and I have been in multiple times. Is this so science and passion? Yes. <laughs> so individuals or people undoubtedly fall inside of two categories: science. Oh, yeah or passion do you do something with like a measured attitude or looking at of like looking at it? do you like weigh all the options and stuff or do you just go for it 
and the measured one would be like kind of science do like look at all like every the pros and cons weigh everything out see what's or do what. you just attack your day with just pure passion so you're so, saying there's only two types of people yeah only. science people or passion people you don't think people do like kind of like i feel like it depends on the situation i don't know that's that's a good question i don't know i guess we can pick one or the other just for the sake of uh, argument here i'm definitely passion i would say I don't you think look I'm like a passion oh really thanks yeah <laughs> sure what Easily. I knew it right when we got on. I was like, she's passion. Passion. Wow. I love this debate and I'm going to bring it into every conversation of my rest Torrance of my day. is pure science. No, that's not true. I have passion. Tino <laughs> is science. So much research. All he does is read about stuff. He is science. I am passion. That's true. I, Torrance is passion. Okay. I think okay. I want to be passion, but I know I'm more science. <laughs> I was going to say, Mike, you're definitely science. I was 100% going to say that because even like when we have work conversations and stuff, you're always like, well, we got to think about like, um, like we got we to think about like we don't have like we don't have this, but we have this. So let's wait. Yeah, you're totally science. Yeah. You're 100%. I, know. I, I admit I'm science, but yeah. I, I kind of wish I was more passionate. I feel like I'm the opposite of that. I feel like I wish I was more science but then I just do things because like, I just go for it and I do, you know, and I'm like, ah, should I do this? Uh, you know what? I don't really know. I'm just going to do it. Like, sounds like passion to me. Yeah. 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 So Tino, your science. I mean, I, I think I'm pure passion, but Torrance thinks otherwise. And you know, oh, Torrance, okay. whatever Torrance says goes. So. <laughs> oh, Interesting. Wow. That was the first non-bro moment we had on this whole podcast. <laughs> the first time I we've love... been asked a question on the podcast. So I yeah. love it. <laughs> that is the first time we've been asked a question. I enjoy. Actually, I thought it was a good. That was a good, that was a good conversation right there. We, Where we did that come from? Ourselves. We learned something. Um, right? A couple. Uh, of, I think like, a couple years ago we went to Henley, which is like this big regatta in England that we get to go to if we win either the Ivy League or the national championships. And one of the kids on our team, John Robison, who's a junior, Rob, his name is Rob Robison. Rob Robison <laughs> wrote an article for Columbia Athletics about how one of, there were two boats. One of the boats was the science boat and the other boat was the passion boat. And Rob was in the passion boat. And there was this whole, it was like this story about how just like, it's a constant struggle between science or passion and it's kind of and yeah and and on the record assistant coach andrew hess is pure passion and head coach nick lee parker is pure science i could 100 percent see that for nick parker 100 percent 100 see that for nick parker. and they balance each other out well seems exactly i want to go because you guys talked about henley and we almost didn't talk about that talk about the experience of, of racing there and getting to compete there because i know it's it's the biggest regatta in the world and uh how special is that for you guys to have been a part of it? Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very special. It's very, it's, it's nice because it's not that many people go. So it's like, that, I mean, it's kind of sad that like only a bit of the team goes, but it's a small enough group that you get to know everyone that's going very, very well. And when we went, we went over and trained in Spain for a little while before and just like living in the hotels and stuff with these people, with like your teammates, you get become very very close friends with them and being able to compete yeah at such a high level with like at an event that like they're olympians competing at and just being able to like see them get ready for races just like you do it's a very humbling experience and it's very yeah it's very it's very exciting when you're rowing and you see you're getting you can't hear the coxswain on the speaker because there's so many people yelling at you when you're going through the, like going to the finish it's it's very exciting and it makes it makes a lot of the the time we put into the sport worth it. I think it's all worth it, man. I think it, the daily in and out is what makes it worth it. True, true. I agree. I mean, yeah, yeah. I can't deny it. I can't. How much are you guys gonna miss being on a team? Well, I guess you probably do now, but moving forward, I'm gonna miss it a lot. A lot. Of, yeah. I miss like the camaraderie and stuff a lot. Like I've been watching, you know, Pey the show Peyton's Places. I don't. I definitely. Yeah. 
It's the, I know the, that the ESPN Plus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with yeah. Peyton Manning. Yeah. So he was there. There was an episode where he was talking to Tom Brady, and he says, "Like, look, like suiting up and going out of the stadium definitely it like has its value, but in reality, I miss just sitting in the locker room with yeah. everyone else on the team. And I think, yeah, while like racing is exciting and it's nice, and it definitely has its moments. I do think just sitting in like the middle of the winter when we're in Dodge in that room with just like the machines and no windows and just sitting there with your teammates, just like knowing you guys are all working together. Definitely something I'm going to miss a lot. On that note, uh, I think that's all the time we have today. So Mike, I have one question. Oh, one last question. Oh, the segment. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about the segment. Well, you're we're about to find about. out. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, beast underscore and underscore philosophy <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> Amazing. That was my second question. First question, do have you ever received a smelly bet t-shirt? Uh no. No? Never smelly. Torrance is notorious for giving them though. That's true. I think <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 I'm kidding. But I've definitely received wet ones. That are, mm. It's kind of cool to think the other person actually raced in it, but then it's kind of like, I don't really want to put this in my bag. I put it in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with the t-shirts? Are you going to like make a quilt or something? We have a guy, uh, we have a guy on our team who made, uh, he, like, he took a suit jacket and cut out squares on the suit jacket and then uh, put like the the opposing team's like crest on the suit and then like sewed it on and he just has i mean he won the national championship that year so he took all the ivy league's crests and sewed it onto his under his I suit i love that that's the most that creative incredible. one that's really cool what are yeah. some other what are some other things that you've seen people do with those shirts uh i think people have i think yeah someone was talking about they were gonna frame them all and stuff like that um but yeah, I think a quilt is a pretty common thing. Um, yeah, a quilt is a common one. I don't want to get them dirty. Yeah. Like <laughs> Dude, you have you have so many; it doesn't matter. Yeah, but they're all so small, and like I barely fit in some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And that was, that was I just thought of something. Yes, that was, that was <laughs> this is a segment we have every week. So <laughs> yeah, happened organically, but now here we are doing it for real every week it's very fun you guys are awesome hosts yeah. too <laughs> hey we appreciate that and uh you know i know you don't believe in social media but you're gonna pump this out for us <laughs> tell your family oh, yeah. tell your send friend come on send the link we gotta we gotta grow the listeners here you know feel like we've started to, we're starting to get on a little bit of a roll i mean rose even got the background up this week with the, sure with the broadcast branding back there yeah know. it's really sophisticated i truly made it three seconds before you guys got on i'm not gonna <laughs> lie <laughs> wow. i know just such passion such an artist <laughs> yes yes uh, that's seriously all the time we have this time uh guys thanks so much for, for coming on today we really enjoyed having you thank you for thank having you. us That'll do it for episode six of the Roarcast. Thanks everybody for listening and we will talk to you again next week. Uh, reminder, you can catch up on all the episodes of this podcast and Captain's Corner with the Columbia Football Captains and Inside Columbia Basketball by searching for Columbia Athletics on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on our website at www.gocolumbialliance.com slash podcast. Talk to you next week.